0: Welcome to the Lightning 50 e commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by Bright Pearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline. Welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Today, we are speaking with Jordan Major. He's the head of e-commerce at the luxury drinks brand AU Vodka. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. AU Vodka is an incredible brand. Um, Your growth rate is absolutely outstanding. Um, But before we get into some of these uh, fascinating figures, um, it'd be really good if you explained a little bit to our audience that haven't come across your brand, um, what exactly you
1: do. Yeah, so obviously, thanks for having me on. We are AU Vodka. We are the UK's fastest growing vodka brand. Um, We've been going a little over five years now. Um, Charlie and Jackson, the founders, they did it when they were, I believe Charlie was 19 and Jackson was 22. Yeah, and it's kind of just gone from strength to strength, really. We've gone sort of from, you know, nothing you, you would never have ever heard of us. We were in Selfridges, a sort of, you know, just on the shelf, you know, almost rotting away there. And now we are, like I said, the most followed vodka brand on TikTok and the most followed British vodka brand on Instagram as well. So over the past maybe three years, we've seen exponential growth online.
0: So, in terms of the actual product itself, it's very Instagrammable, right? So, do you think that that's had like a, a lot to do with it taking off on social media?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's, it's a gold ball. It's quite iconic at this point in the, in the UK scene. And I think it really grabs your eyes. And especially if you can put it in the right influencers' hands as well. I think that really backs up your point then as why you want AU over any other vodka brand
0: interesting. Well, We can get get into maybe influencers in a moment, but let's just talk about this growth rate. I I genuinely couldn't... I nearly fell off my chair when I read this. So, I've got here in front of me, you had 10,000% online growth rate between 2019 and 2020, which might have something to do with why you're sat at number one in the lightning 50. Congratulations. Um, So, yeah, tell us a little bit about this uh, statistic and... um, Because it's specifically online growth rates, right? So, how that resonated with customers and um, cu- customers going to buy your product online.
1: Yeah. So I think a massive factor into that was when, when I first came on board with AU about four years ago uh, and I started with the e-commerce platform, we were turning over £29,000 uh, in 2019. And then by the end of 2020, we turned over £2.5 which is where you get that growth rate from. And yeah, I think a massive factor as to why we've done so well is our ability to react to trends and capitalize on them. We also really leverage social media marketing and paid advertising to reach our customers as direct as possible and really build that relationship with them, not just us selling on something and then letting them go. It's the fact that they'll see you on Instagram, then on Facebook, then they see their favorite influencer of it, where then it's in music videos. So I think that really helps as to why we've managed to grow so fast so quickly.
0: It's interesting because when you think about alcohol, you don't necessarily think of selling online on e-commerce as coming at quite as naturally as maybe fashion and e-commerce, which, you know, the likes of ASOS has just paved the way for that industry. So, how is that, has that been an interesting journey for you when you've compared yourself to other um, alcohol brands out there?
1: Yeah. So, I think… When I first came on, I spent the first month or two um, literally just looking at other brands online and seeing how they did it. And one of my first things I noticed, like you said, was that no one's doing it quite like we wanted to. I used to do a clothing brand with with Charlie, one of the owners. I used to work for him doing that. And the way we run that, we wanted to replicate them. when I come on board with AU. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to offer people the service, almost the... The perks of buying it online rather than just buying off your standard drinks website online where you buy the bottle, get chipped to your house, you drink it. And then, you know, the next time you're going to go buy it from a supermarket because there's nothing special about that. Whereas when you really buy from us online, you get a unique experience.
0: Fantastic. So now are you guys, am I right in thinking that you're now the second biggest uh vodka brand in the UK after the obvious one that I'm not even gonna mention. Um, is that is that is that right now?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Um I definitely across the retailers we are. Um online I would say hundred percent we are we are bigger than them now, yes.
0: Fantastic. And the the, the stats that you were giving us, obviously it was a very interesting time in our lives, 2020. None of us want to go back to back to that year anytime soon. But in terms of your product, you wouldn't necessarily think that that would lend itself to what people were searching for when they were bored, stuck in lockdown. Maybe they were searching for a new pair of joggers to sit around in, but a celebratory bottle of vodka wasn't necessarily a luxury good that you would necessarily think of straight away. But do you think it was because lots of people were spending more time on their phones, on social media that meant that that was the sweet spot?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, like I said earlier, our ability to sort of react to trends. So, you know, we were all sat at at home like everyone else for the most part. And, you know, we were scrolling on TikToks, we're all young ourselves. So, you know, when we're on TikTok and we see this influencer doing this in their garden, why not get that influencer with a bottle in their garden? So then, you know, once they've seen it there, once they've seen it on an advertising platform, then, you know, through Facebook, Instagram, you really can't escape it. And then subconsciously then when you go online, You see it and you you buy it, and obviously everyone was on uh, furlough, so they were getting less pay, but they were sitting at home and they didn't really have anything to spend it on, so why not buy that little bit more expensive bottle than you normally would?
0: yeah no true. I'm sure the, there are some stats there about um drinking at home obviously with the pubs closed did go did go up in, in I'm sure so um let's dig down into the influences a little bit more. How did you manage that relationship with that with those people? Did you go for the macro influences or the micro influences? Uh, tell us a little bit about that secret to your success.
1: Yeah, so from from a social media standpoint, Jackson, uh, one of the directors, and Lewis, who's our head of marketing, them two really spearheaded that and sort of took it under their own to make sure that they use the most appropriate influencers, from rappers to Love Island stars to TikTokers to just local celebrities we used. I don't know how many people would have heard of him, but Andrew Biggie Morris, who's like a very welsh micro-influencer we actually used him in lockdown just because if they're trending why not and i think they did a really really good job of nailing down who to use at the right time
0: so what have been the biggest challenges that you faced over the last year
1: um so i think getting our stock management sorted was a massive issue for us when we were growing from a very small business to a larger company like we are now and i think the e-commerce side especially came across challenges that you wouldn't really think of when you're so small. You know, whether you're selling T-shirts, phone chargers, or vodka in our case, getting your supply chain sorted and your warehousing system sorted Mm -hmm. is a massive issue that you only really sort of notice as you get bigger because you get more problems. And it's not a fact of you can go down and pack them yourselves like, like we all used to. You've got a team now who have to pack them for you and you can't run down and pack one at a time. It's sort of 100, 200, 400... Maybe even a thousand orders need to go in a day, so that is probably the biggest challenge we faced over that year.
0: I can imagine it's, it's a challenge that a lot of your peers on this podcast are facing. Obviously, we're speaking to people that have had amazing growth and have used technology to to get to this growth. But uh, the, uh, the good challenge, I guess, that you're having is being able to um, meet the supply of of that of that growth. So, have you been using any particular warehouse management systems, or have you moved warehouses? How did you How did you deal with that challenge?
1: Yes, so that's actually a new bit of technology we're looking at at the moment. Is actually our new WMS system. Um, Ashley, who's head of warehousing operation, and me have been working closely on that to get us a really, you know, into the insights of the warehouse, how it works on a day to day. Our stock flow, you know, our management of how our warehouse team will pick our orders and get them dispatched. You know, Mm -hmm. if you sent me down there, for example, although I like to think I'm the best at everything, if I went down there and tried packing the orders without this system, I'd maybe do 50 in a day. Whereas with this system, you know, implementing technology allows you to pack maybe 150, 200 in a day.
0: I see. And we were you using um, a system like this before and you've just scaled it up or was it pretty pretty no. much done by pieces of paper
1: beforehand? <laughs> yeah, we did it like the cavemen would have done it before. Literally, <laughs> we were down there with sheets of paper blowing around, uh, packing orders. Me, you know, Jackson, Charlie, all the other guys we were at the time, we all literally used to go down and be hands on and pack it. So since we've brought this on board, I've definitely seen a massive uh, increase in productivity in the warehouse
0: Amazing, and and you know with that that ten thousand percent online growth rate, surely that impacted your website. Let's talk a little bit. You're head of e-commerce. Let's talk about the e-com side of things. How did you manage the um, the interest in the site and um, all of the all of the technology that goes on there to support the website?
1: Yes, I think you know one of the biggest challenges for me was we had literally myself and one person in the customer service team, and that was the e-commerce department at the start of 2019. Um, Wow. Obviously, obviously the other guys used to jump on and help. And, you know, if I needed help doing bits and bobs, they'd try and help me their best. So then, you know, my biggest challenge was probably starting to manage the team as it grew out, um, as we kind of went from one to two to five to now, I think we're up to nine people, 10 people in our department now, um, which is still super small for the turnover we're doing. But yeah, I think that was one of the biggest challenges was learning how to manage people and get the best out of them. Obviously, that you can't do everything yourself. So you need to be able to trust the people in your team to do things how you would like them done.
0: I can imagine. And with a team that small, I'm guessing you're outsourcing most of your tech at the minute or do you have developers on site?
1: Yeah, no. So we outsource all our tech at the moment with various different companies, You know, from our fraud protection partners, which is signified, to obviously our platform that we use, which is Shopify. Everything is outsourced.
0: I see, I see, and and how and how are you getting on with um, with Shopify at the minute? And um, do you, are you using that to scale as well?
1: Yeah, so we're finding it really good. Uh, recently, not long before Black Friday's madness, we uh, we switched over to Shopify Plus, um, so we're one of their premium partners now. And I think since we've moved over to that, we've really seen the benefits of that from all just the you know the things that you really take for granted until you need them. The flows that they allow you to give, the better insights, the custom reports. It's all something that you don't really need at a small scale because you can almost do it yourself on a piece of paper. Whereas when you're handling you know, millions of pounds worth of revenue, you need to have those things in place where at a click of maybe three or four buttons, you can get the, um, the, the results you need.
0: Fantastic. So what about giving one tip for our listeners out there to help them grow on a similar level to you? It's very aspirational. <laughs> you know, what, So what's your one tip for growth and scale?
1: The one tip I like I touched on just now would be to trust the people in your team, whether you've got three people there or whether you've got 40 people there. I think you really need to be able to lean on each other and trust each other. I would never be able to grow uh, our e-commerce platform to where it is now without trusting you know, the guys uh, who handle the ads, the guys who handle the customer services, the guys who handle the market inside of things. For me, I, do, I don't have 15 arms. I can't do it all. and I can't do it as well as them. That's why they're there. You need to be able to trust them people and really rely on them to help you.
0: That's a really good point. And in terms of recruiting those people, how have you found that recently as you've been growing? Have you been able to find the right
1: skills? I would say at the start, we found it very easy because... We're fresh out of uh, lockdown. Everyone kind of maybe thought, let's have a career change. Whereas now we're at the scale of everyone's heard of us. So we get thousands of applicants for jobs, mm. but not everyone's the right fit, especially when you're looking for a more specialist role. Uh, if we were looking for someone to join the e-commerce team now as a developer, for example, you can put that job out up there. You may get 500 people apply, but none of them have had actually any um, usage of Shopify in the past.
0: Yeah, so it's it's a massive deal for, say, HR departments to go through all those applications now, I presume. Yeah, yes,
1: literally takes them hours and hours to go through and we don't really have a massive HR department here. Um, So it can take time. It also takes time out of like myself and and Tommy, one of the guys on my team. He literally has to look through ads himself with me.
0: Again, that and also, you know, meeting the massive demand, the good problems to have. And hopefully, you know, you guys Mm -hmm. will manage these and keep keep growing even more. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned at the beginning, you ranked number one on the lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands, which is absolutely fantastic. What does the recognition mean to you in particular, the wider business and all these employees that you trust implicitly?
1: Yeah. So for me, firstly, I was ecstatic when I found out we won. I didn't really believe it at first, especially when I saw the great brands who were also up for the awards when the shortlist got announced. And obviously for the wider business and and my team, you know, it was a great award because it's something sometimes that goes under the radar. Uh, The e-commerce side of our business only makes up 10% overall, (laughs) which is sometimes hard to believe. So for us to get recognized with an award was very nice for us all to sort of, you know, back up our point that, you know, we are an outstanding department.
0: Mm, Yeah, an outstanding department with amazing statistics to back it up. And in terms of the wider business, does that mean they take you guys really seriously now?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think they take us more seriously now. We've got a couple of uh, awards under our belt.
0: (laughs) Well, congratulations, Jordan. It's been lovely to speak to you today. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, to our listeners out there, thank you for listening to this episode. And we'll be back with you in another one very soon.